Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. I'm back in the saddle. I've been on my back with a high fever for the last two days. But thank you, Jesus, for that experience. It uh, made me appreciate my health big time. And I'm happy because today's a great feast day of St. Michael, St. Gabriel, St. Raphael, the Archangels. And um, what a great day we're going to have at our chapel. We're going to have a full house tonight with a Holy Mass at 6 p.m., some good talks on the angels. And... uh, be grateful that we can do that. Today we have uh, interesting uh, topics because I'm going to be talking about that new movie that we mentioned briefly last week, Disconnected.com movie, and it's all about the real story behind the transgender explosion. You know, over 40,000 people have had these surgeries, and they've already regretted that. What? Yeah, 40,000. We'll talk about that with showing a clip and actually doing a interview with the man who put the movie together, Don Johnson. <clears throat> also, we're going to cover the LGBT identification, how it's largely driven by social media influences and peer pressure. So that's another um, interesting topic because it ties into the movie. <clears throat> and then we're going to talk about, what I really want to talk about is the Dutch Cardinal. He comes out swinging. I, I just seems like more of these cardinals uh, are coming out, more bishops are coming out. I said, wait a minute. I mean, the emperor has no clothes on. He's talking about, he's condemning, uh, the Dutch cardinal condemns the Belgium bishops because of same-sex blessings and calls for the Vatican to step up and correct it out of justice for all of us. I appreciate someone to go into bat for us on that. And then I'm going to give you an update on Cardinal Zen and a couple other updates on things. And Mr. Engineer just told me, oh, yeah, I have the schedule already here, Mr. Engineer, a flyer for this uh, event. Five o'clock, uh, the guys are going to be praying a spiritual warfare prayers in the chapel, six o'clock mass. Uh, and then they're going to have a great meal at seven o'clock. And uh, then there's going to be a spiritual warfare presentation. And uh, you can come to our chapel here in Covina for tonight for that. Also, I wanted to mention that I'm going to give you an update on a couple other little things about St. Michael. I'll do that in a few minutes. But before we get to that, let's get some soul food in our soul. And this is taken right from the Feast Day's Gospel of John, chapter 1, 47 to 51. And if I'm sounding a little sick, it's just I'm, I'm recovering, okay? Uh, Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said to him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the king of Israel. (coughs) Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than that. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) And he said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you. (coughs) You will see heaven heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending to the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know what I love about that reading? It constantly talks, we're talking about the angels. You know, here on planet Earth, we don't really see enough of what um, 
we should be seeing, and that is the supernatural. You have to have eyes of faith to see that. But getting back to this gospel, I've taken the commentary from the Navarre Bible, which is really a great text. It says, the apostle Philip is so moved that he cannot but tell his friends, Nathaniel, who's Bartholomew, about his wonderful discovery. Nathaniel had heard from Scripture that Jesus must come from Bethlehem and the people of David. <clears throat> this belief prevailed among the Jews, and also the prophets had proclaimed it of old, saying, But you, O Bethlehem, <clears throat> who are little to be among the clans of Judah, and from you shall come forth to, you, to me one who is the ruler of Israel. That's Malachi chapter 5, verse 2. Therefore, when you heard that he was from Nazareth, he was troubled and in doubt, since he found the announcement of Philip was not an <clears throat> argument with the words of the prophecy. This is taken right from a great saint, St. John Chrysostom, his homily, number 20. Now, I'd like to bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Mr. Engineer, can we play that? No. All right, well, we're going to bring him in anyway. Bishop Sheen says this, Let no one think he can be totally indifferent to God in this life. Okay? So atheists. And then suddenly develop a capacity for him at the moment of death. Well, Bishop Sheen there's a scripture verse that says, the way the tree bends is the way it falls. You know, many people think, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get back into my faith, you know, when I'm older. Whose guarantee is that you will make it to be older? That's why I know friends of mine have told me that when they came back to the faith, it was because they saw something on Fatima and the urgency of souls going to hell. Uh, and they got, wow, that's me. I'm living a decadent life. And that woke them up. Well, <clears throat> that's what I think is needed today. More of that than just telling everybody's going to heaven. Because that's just not true. So there you have it on Fulton Sheen. Now, <clears throat> I just want to remind you, because it's such a great feast day in the Catholic Church, and it really is. I mean, think about what we're celebrating and go, whoa, time out. Uh, this is awesome. Well, I want to tell you that this is something I hope you already know, but it doesn't hurt to refute, that St. Michael, which is who is God, <clears throat> is the archangel who fought Satan. And boy, do we have a battle with Satan right now. That's why I think, <coughs> excuse me, we still we need to be praying to St. Michael every day. <clears throat> he is the protector of all people and reminds the faithful of the real existence of the devil and the demonic activity. He is invoked <clears throat> for protection from the snares of the devil. I'm going to continue, but I'm going to make a note here. After the council, erroneously, and I say erroneously, people tried to explain there's no angel, no devil. It's all a figment of your imagination. And that corrupted a lot of people. I think of the Dutch catechism that I read. It had all that in there. It's interesting, the Dutch catechism and how bad they are now. Oh, boy. Now, St. Gabriel, do you know that that means strength of God? Yep. Announced to St. Zechariah the birth of St. John the Baptist and to the Blessed Virgin Mary the birth of Christ. His greeting to Our Lady, hail full of grace, 
is one of the most familiar and frequent prayers of the church. What about St. Raphael? Well, he means medicine of God. <clears throat> He's the archangel who cared for Tobias on his journey. Every person on his or her pilgrimage through this life also has a guardian angel. And the feast is popular, this feast is properly called Michael's Mass. And at 6 o'clock, we will have Michael's Mass here at our chapel. And like I always say, the unemployment rate for guardian angels is way too high. Put them to work. And boy, do we need that today. Wanted to give you an update on a couple things that I think find is very important. Cardinal Zen, 90-year-old cardinal who's been on our show here, right on the network. He's in his second day in court. And on Tuesday this week, Cardinal uh, was uh, had five witnesses were cross-examined, and the magistrate ruled that there was sufficient evidence to justify a journey. So now he's going to show up October 26th and continue his um, thing. But you know what it really comes down to? The prosecution of the trial of a 90-year-old Cardinal Zen for peacefully raising funds shows the extreme length to which the atheistic Chinese government will go to crush any dissent for free religion in Hong Kong and also in the mainland, China. Because Chinese, <clears throat> that's, the, that's the thing about the communists. They'll take advantage. Cardinal Zen is the one who blew the whistle telling the Vatican through Pope Francis and his, don't do the deal with atheistic communists. It's going to ruin the church. Well, I hope that you know he'll get to him because when he went to go see the Pope, the Pope wouldn't even go see him. And that's just unfortunate for Pope Francis, in my opinion. We pray for the Pope that he will see the persecution in China and go to bat for them because I'm sure if I was in China, I would feel like the vigor of Christ let me down by cutting a deal with an atheistic communist country. That's just how I see it, folks. When we come back from the break, I'm going to have a special interview with Don Johnson. And he's from the movie DisconnectMovie.com. It's a preview coming out on the 8th of October, which is next week, over in, Anaheim, in uh, Orange County, Anaheim, uh, at the cathedral there. <coughs> so I would like you to check this little story out with the interview, talking about the same-sex attraction and how we've been uh, bamboozled by, I, I would say, driven by social media influence and peer pressure. These kids have been just, just fooled to think that somehow... If you change your sex to the other sex that you are not, you're going to be happier. And when it, what we found is a large, large percentage of these people, young men and young women who do that, regret it, and it's not something they can change back. So I'll have Don Johnson for a one-segment interview. You won't want to miss it. He's a fascinating convert to the Catholic faith, and you'll hear why he became a Catholic, and you'll hear why he has been doing movies with the cultural war. And boy, do we need that because... We'll reach more people that way. And uh, it's this disconnectmovie.com. Uh, it's the website, so stay with us. We'll be right back, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now... Here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I like to say I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. My good friend Don Johnson is here 
Now, we've talked about some of his movies recently, but Don was gracious enough to come into our studios and share what he's doing because he has a world premiere October 8th for a new movie that you've produced now. Don, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Thank you, Terry. Always good to talk to you. Yeah, brother, what's the real story about this uh, disconnected uh, movie that you, we talked about a week ago on Terry and Jesse? I wanted to know uh, two things. One, uh, why you did it? What, what, you know, how can we promote this? Because we got a lot of confused people in our culture right now, and this movie seems to, from what we can tell by the teaser, straighten a lot of people out about their sexuality. Well, that's what we're hoping, Terry. Uh, I'm a dad with four kids, Good. and you know what? The transgender thing has taken over almost every aspect of society. So I suspect every one of you listening has been affected in some way yeah. by the trans movement. And I wanted to get to the bottom of it. So sure. I went and uh, made a movie, and it's called Disconnected, D-Y-S, as in gender dysphoria, Connected because it is the, it's yep. a movement that's tearing apart society, tearing apart individual people, tearing apart families. Yes. And God's not about that. God's about unity. It's a very dark movement at its root. And so this will tell you the story and give you some um, hope. Because uh, I, th I just think there's a lot of confused people. Like I talked to a, f uh, a friend of mine, a, a good Christian lady who came to my house the other day, Terry. Yeah. And she said, you know, my daughter has this friend and I started reading this book and I didn't realize there were so many genders. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Let's just stop. Let's just stop right there. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to be loving and like, no, hold on, hold on. What, what do you, you know, so I, we had a, we had a lot, we ended up talking for like three hours. Awesome. Because she just didn't know, you know, she just, people don't know what's going on. And so that we answer three, uh, maybe four big questions. What is going on actually? Yeah. Where did, where did it come from? And who's behind it? And yeah. then I'll, I'll add a fourth, what's coming next? That's a little teaser. Uh, but uh, the three main, what's going on? Who's behind it? How did it, how did we get here? And I think people will come out of the movie um, well, I know, I, I know they will, if everyone yeah. who's seen it has, has been honest with me, yeah. you'll learn a lot. Uh, you'll be, you know, angry, uh, you'll be frustrated. You'll be disgusted at some things, but you'll also be hopeful because it does make sense of the culture. Don, not one family that I know doesn't have a relative or a friend who has, has some confusion about their sexuality because of schools, because of, of friends. Uh, would this movie help them? Can they get that movie for their friends that are confused on their sexuality? I, I think it would be perfect. It's perfect for parents, teachers, but also for teens mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, young adults that are confused. Anybody really who's confused because we do dig into what are the real issues at play. It's yeah. not actually about, you know, gender dysphoria. There is no such thing as transgenderism. Yeah. Uh, what there is is body dysmorphia, where, which has a lot of roots, things like uh, abuse, things like uh, social pressure, things like autism. There's a lot of factors at play here that the wow. culture does not talk about, and they just put it all into this one big pod, like, oh, I guess you have trend. No, no, you don't, actually. Dr. Nicolosi, a good friend of the show, years ago when he was alive, told me, that many people regarding homosexuality were abused as children, a large percentage Absolutely. of them. Is that the same case for transgenderism? Yes. I, I asked several people who um, were part of the trans movement, but also activists, right? Yeah. Like people who have sure. talked with thousands, a guy like Walt Heyer, who has talked with thousands of young adults. Mm -hmm. I asked him point blank. I said, Walt, how many of these people that you talk to do not have some sort of trauma in the past? Zero. Zero, he said. It's absolutely a main factor. 
Yeah, I can believe that. There's no question about it. And, and Don, um, for people to get a download, a digital streaming, I should say, uh, of the movie, how soon can they do that? And uh, I also want to give a plug to what you're doing about all the other movies you're doing and how they can, for like, I think it's $24 yeah. a year. I mean, like, <laughs> you can't even go out now to McDonald's with the family to buy lunch for $24. This is true. It's, it's the best deal around. So we have a brand new website where we put all of the stuff. It's called runawayplanetpictures.com. Runaway Planet Pictures is the uh, the my, my film production company. Mm -hmm. Runawayplanetpictures.com. And it has my previous movies, which include uh, Convinced, about conversion of the Catholic Church, Unprotected, which is about the sexual revolution, this new movie, plus dozens and soon to be hundreds of other videos from my travels, so we've yeah. got a whole we've got a whole TV series uh, about awesome. convinced, and you can get it all. Yeah, you can get it all for twenty three ninety nine a year. <laughs> okay. That's a year, so two bucks a month, and you get all of it, all included. Or of course, you can buy starting October 9th, You can buy or rent uh, disconnected from that site. So it's a la carte, so you can get it uh, by itself if you want to. Yeah. And also, uh, those of you that are in the Southern California area or who can get here, yes. We are having a big premiere event, October 8th, Saturday, October 8th, in the evening. Doors will open at 5. The film will start uh, going at 6.30. Um, but a uh, at Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, a uh, beautiful location. They have a lovely theater, freed theater there in the Cultural Center at the campus of Christ Cathedral. We'll have a big red carpet event. Several of the people from the movie are going to be there to answer your questions. We've got tables, uh, parent advocate groups. We've got therapists there who uh, have been through this. We've got the main um, girl who we, is like the sort of the main character in the film. We tell her story. She transitioned as a 15-year-old and is now uh, detransitioned. Uh, she'll be there. To sh you can talk to her. So it's going to be a fantastic night, and uh, you can get more info about that at donjohnsonmedia.com. And so, yeah, we encourage everyone to come out to that. And I would say I just put it on my red book. It's my calendar book. God willing, my wife and I will be there yeah. because I really want to support what Don Johnson is doing. And Don, we just have a couple minutes left. What are the other movies that uh, that are important for us, for our listeners to be aware of? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some there's some other good transgender movies, actually, just that all of us, because the, the media wouldn't cover it. So many of us documentary filmmakers went out and there's like <laughs> a few of those coming out. Um, for me, though... Uh, I'd actually encourage, I just talked about Unprotected, my last movie. Yes. Um, this That's a good setup for this one. They really go together. Mm -hmm. uh, so in that one, I talked about the women's movement and in particular, the effects of the contraceptive pill, the birth control pill on society. And Terry, I mean, this is, if you don't, See the connection. And maybe you don't right away. You're like, I don't know. Everybody takes the pill. We started that in 1960, right? Well, guess when we started the transgender stuff? Yeah, exactly the same. It's the same model. Um, we're pushing kids onto synthetic hormones to stop puberty, stop their natural body processes, giving them cross-sex hormones. It's all the same stuff that Margaret Sanger and her crew were doing back in the 50s and early 1960s. And now we're just seeing the logical consequence of that. So I think they, they go together really nicely, unprotected and now disconnected. And uh, so you can, yeah, you can get them both at runawayplanetpictures.com. And Don, for those who want you to come and speak at their parish or their event, can they get information on your website? Yeah, Don Johnson Media or donjohnsonministries.org, both of those sites uh, will give you speaking information. Yeah, I'd love to come and talk. I know that 
parents and pastors, frankly, a lot of pastors I talk to, you know, they say, hey, what are you working on now, Don? Oh, the transition. Oh, we really need that. You know, yeah. <laughs> like we, we the, people are really feeling underwater on this thing. And so I know we held an event in Huntington Beach just the other night, beautiful St. Vincent de Paul Parish down there. And they had three times as many people as we expected wow. came out to the talk. And so, yeah, I'd love to come to your parish, provide some resources, answer some questions. Uh, we could even do a screening of the movie if you wanted to set up something like that. I'm definitely open to that. Oh, and by the way, Terry, I should, I should point out, Tell us. for those of us that still like hard copies, and I frankly, I encourage you to get hard copies of everything, books, oh, yeah. absolutely get hard copies of books, but even movies, because you know the digital stuff, uh, it's getting erased. Like, it's just people, you know, it's just a little bit too <laughs> too easy to, uh, to erase and get rid of. So um, we will be selling DVDs of this film as well, and you might want to grab one. Ignatius Press already has pre-orders, so they're going to be distributing the, the uh, DVDs. Uh, so our good friends at Ignatius Press, if you go there on their website, you can already pre-order the DVD for this. Awesome. And again, donjohnsonsmedia.com. Is that the, your website? Yeah, donjohnsonmedia.com. Uh, or the other uh, one is donjohnsonministries.org. We've got kind of a synthesis. And they both, uh, they'll both they both point you to uh, Runaway Planet Pictures, which is the streaming site where you can subscribe and, and buy all the videos. And by the way, folks, I spent about 50 minutes with Don talking about his testimony of him coming into the Catholic Church and more about all these movies. If you want to get an extended, you know, 50 minutes with him, which I think you will, just call 877-526-2151 and we'll make sure you can listen to that. That'll be a podcast, not a radio show. Don, uh, final thoughts. Oh, that is the final, uh, final thoughts of uh, your ministry. You've been a Catholic since, what, 2015? 2015. Uh, never been happier to be a Catholic. Right. Let's, let me let me let me finish with this. <laughs> um, as I told the people at St. Vincent de Paul the other night, the Catholic Church is the vanguard. It's oh, the yeah. it's the foundation that we need. There's yeah. there's a lot of people that are starting to recognize some of the evils in our society, uh, but the solution to those evils is the Catholic Church. Amen. The Eucharist. Jesus is the answer yeah. to this thing. Yeah. And we have to stand strong. We can't. I saw. I got texted this morning an article by a, a priest who was supporting the transgendering of of kids as you know well we want to be accepting no this is this you guys do not give in to this stuff yeah. we this is this is not good for kids and the church has, has been strong and everything from contraception uh, to the rest of it, and we need to continue to stand strong because it all um, we're the last group standing. Absolutely, and I love the, I don't know his name, but you might already know about the bishop up in the, the Dakotas who t said to the kids in school that uh, we will not um, have transgenderism being, you know, promoted here in the, my diocese. And I just, I see, God bless him for speaking up because that's not politically correct in the culture we're in right now. Yeah, it's not politically correct, but you know what? It's gracious. It's of course it is. It's loving, loving. right? Like the the stats are. Listen, go talk to the kids. There's a there's a Reddit group that's over forty thousand kids strong right now of yeah. detransitioners. That's people that time out, time out. That that's amazing statement. How many? Over forty thousand. Wow. And these are kids that within the last five years transitioned, and now regret it. And they're permanently scarred. They're permanent. Wow. They, their voices forever changed. They can't. Um, their sexual function they, does not work. Their bodies are are permanently damaged, and they're mad. They're irate. They're like, That's you yeah. you told this is your fault. <laughs> you lied to me. Yeah. Uh, the girl that I that I uh, focus on in the in the film, she had the the 
uh, double mastectomy. She had her breasts removed. Yeah. Within three weeks, she knew she had made a huge mistake. Wow. Three, but it's the rest of your life now. What are you going to do? And so, you know, you take testosterone, your voice never goes back. She's going to have a deep man voice for the rest of her life. And so don't don't buy into this nonsense. Well, we need to be kind and accepting. This is mutilation of these young kids. That's, That's what it is. It's, it's bodily mutilation. It's harmful. It's satanic. It's dark. And we need to not do not buy into the lie that this is somehow good for them. Don, I'm going to put you on the spot the last minute. 40,000 people saying it. How many... Out of how many tra- how many people have done it? Is it a hundred thousand? Is it five hundred? Oh, yeah, 000? it'd be it'd be in the hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, amazing. Yeah. Don Johnson, uh, media.com. Check it out by going to his website. October eighth. I hope to see you there at the, the Christ the King Cathedral. Check it out. We're going to be right back with the Terry and Jesse show, and we really appreciate Don Johnson joining us. Thanks, Stay with us, family. We got more to cover. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jess will be back tomorrow. <clears throat> God willing, I'll be back tomorrow with Jesse. Uh, I wanted to hope you enjoyed the Don Johnson interview because, you know, we have to fight back to the culture of death right now. And the this next article sets up exactly what Don is doing uh, to, to give the truth about our sexuality. But the LGBT identification is largely driven by social media influences and peer pressure. These experts' analysis have discovered that this is where these young people are getting their information from. <coughs> Excuse me. Self-identification as a homosexual, transgender, and other apparent sexualities, such as gender fluid. We never even talk like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Are largely driven by social media, mainstream media, and peer influence, according to all the experts now. This is what is going on. Now, news site, news light, news site, Life Site News has begun a lot of reviews of stories, and they have interviews on their website of especially young women who are regretting it. And what did Don say? Over 40,000 people have publicly renounced what happened to them and saying, I should have never done it, which blew me away. And young girls, you know, they likely are likely to identify as transgender due to the social pressure. Now, Dr. Lisa Lisa Littman published a landmark study on the rapid onset of gender dysphoria. Excuse me. In 2018, she interviewed 256 parents of gender dysphoria teenagers. The survey included 90 questions and found that 86.7% of the parents reported that along with the sudden or rapid onset of gender dysphoria, their child either had an increase in their social media, internet use, are belonging to friend groups in which one or multiple friends became transgender and identified during a similar time frame or both. Hey, it's cool to do it, man. Come on, let's 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 you're a boy, let's be a girl. I'll never forget I was at Walmart 
buying some goodies a couple years ago in line. And uh, these two guys were talking about their being transgender. And uh, I, uh, I was saying to my angel, help me evangelize these two knuckleheads. They're in their 20s. <clears throat> well, when I say, excuse me, you know, I'm an old guy. I hear you guys talking about wanting to be a woman. And I just don't get that. Can you explain to me what the heck is going on that you, you know, want to be something different than what you are? And when I ask them that question, they go, actually, we don't, but it's just kind of cool to talk about it. I'm like, really? You sure sounded like you bought it. Oh, no, we're just playing. I have no idea if that young man and his, the other young man were just playing with me. But the point of it is the influence of <clears throat> their friends, social media, school. You know, Don Bosco said it this way, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. If you're going to hang around with kids that are transgender uh, mom dad don't let your kids do that who's influencing who now this research drew on other recognized studies on social <clears throat> and psychological disorders that had affirmed how peer groups can lead to other identifying with the same issue and this is really interesting because the symptoms of disordered eating aggression bullying Drug use, she added. However, by touching on such a politically sensitive topic, the former professor faced significant backlash. Yeah, can't talk about that stuff. Well, a paid consultant of the LGBT advocacy group could not debunk her study. All right, well, that tells you something. With an attempt by Dr. Jack Turbin to discredit her works being described as a disaster and slated by both critics and supporters of the gender ideology. Now, <clears throat> social scientists, are you ready for this? this? I wasn't aware of this. Social scientists find mental illness, political ideology link to LGBT identification. Tell me more. Well, he says there's a strong link between mental illness. Well, let's think about that. Doesn't that make sense? If you can't tell, you know, wanting to be a man, you're a man, and you want to be a woman, I'd say you don't have both oars in the water. So it makes sense when they say they're mental illness there. They're not living in reality. Now, Eric Kaufman concluded in 2022, so it's a recent study, who has a degree in political science and economics, released a report for the Center for the Study of Partisanship and Ideology, we call it the CSPI, they found bisexual sexual, bisexual sexual behavior did not rise at the same rate of identification as bisexual. He argued this meant that peer pressure led to people saying they are disordered sexual inclination without acting on it. <clears throat> If this was about people feeling able to come out when they should have seen those two trends rising, he told the college fix. What we find instead is the identity is rising much faster than behavior, indicating that people with occasional rather than sustained feelings of attraction to the opposite sex are increasingly identifying 
as LGBT. The article didn't point this out, but if your daughter is thinking that she should be a man or vice versa, what I suggest, because I've read this from people who, who counsel these people, let your daughter work through it by just growing up. Because usually they grow out of any kind of attachment to a woman. It might be because the guys aren't interested in her at this point. But I would say don't move on anything at that point. Let it grow. Let her grow out of it. That's what the therapists have told me on uh, questions that I've had them. So many of people who identify as LGBT, particularly college students, they see it as a political move. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. For those in elite settings like top universities, there is also a political motivation linked to resisting oppressors or dominant power structures. There is also psychological basis that people who are higher in openness and to neuroticism and lower in consciousness tend to be liberal. Isn't that interesting? And I believe these orientations correlate with the LGBT identification. The next section we mentioned, social media tells young girls to transition to look better. Can you imagine they're buying this? Ugh. Gender dysphoria, social media, gives, they give this fake idea that if you dress like a man, you'll be more attractive. That's how crazy our culture is. <coughs> the author of the book, Exposing the Damage of Transgender Craze, concluded, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> attorney and journalist Abigail Schreier said girls regularly see other young women speaking about their own transition and how great they feel after taking testosterone injections, according to an interview of LifeSite News in 2020. Now, she wrote a book called The Irreversible Damage of Transgender Craze, Seducing Our Daughters. Now, the spread of transgenderism among adolescent girls is truly a social situation. And to stop the rapid spread of transgenderism ideology, Shriver recommends the parents getting their kids out of public school. Thank you. Say they can get the kids out of public school. And schools are indoctrinating kids with transgender ideology from a very young age. Being bombarded this year and year after year, confusing our children. Bottom line is right. Get the kids out of that public school. And gender ideology is very prominent. And Michael Knowles, in 2022, added that there are a lot of social incentives, incentives to change pronouns and embrace gender ideology to stay on those online groups. These are people in these communities who will say, if you don't like your body, that's a sign of gender dysphoria. Oh, so if you're too tall or too short or you're too bald-headed, you don't like it? You gotta, it's obvious then you're not that, you, you're something wrong with that. So let's change it. Common sense tells us that the peer pressure is behind the increased identification. Of course it does. Social media, working by reinforcing what you already believe, an idea recognized by the liberals. For example, YouTube algorithms will show someone 
like Ben Shapiro videos, if they frequently watch other conservative content, it follows logically then that a confused individual struggling with hormones, junior high school students, and all the other anger of teenagers could get drawn into watching video after video about the benefits of transgenderism. So I've never found an argument of YouTube um, radicalizing people with the Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro videos. See, there you go. They're very convincing, primarily because I don't find any person radical often enough times when the left social media media <clears throat> made someone radical that meant to be conservative. So this is what we're up against, folks. And again, I'm going to repeat it. Get your kids out of the public school system. Whether you, whether you, you have to uh, homeschool them or if you're financially in a position to get them to a classic education school, Catholic school that really is Catholic. Because, I mean, <clears throat> the mostly Catholic schools, unfortunately, have bought into this. And it's sad to have to say. When we come back, I want to cover a Dutch cardinal condemning the Belgian bishops, the same-sex blessing, and he's calling the Vatican out. For you got to correct this. I'm with you, Cardinal. Let's do it. We'll do it together here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family, on this great feast of the three archangels. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Before I talk about this new cardinal out condemning the blessings for same sex of the Belgian bishops, I want to play our good friend Father Don Calloway's comments about the situation in the church because he was had a whole long interview with John Henry Weston on LifeSite News, but I just want to play this little clip and then we'll get into it. Let's play the clip. There's so much going on that um, we just want to cling to Our Lady, cling to St. Joseph, cling to the saints, imitate them. If it comes to it, viva Cristo Rey, right? If we have to go underground and be willing to lose our priestly faculties, if this nonsense continues, so be it, right? We have to be faithful to Christ. And so I'm eternally grateful, John Henry, that, that the truth was revealed to me in its fullness in the Catholic Church I'm grateful that we're living in these crazy times because the possibility for us to become saints, to grow in virtue is right around the corner. It's only minutes away because we're, we're called to that. And that's, what's going to make us holy is heroic virtue. And there's ample opportunity to practice it today. <laughs> Amen. Father Don Calloway, 20 some years ago, we uh, <clears throat> recorded his no turning back video. Nobody knew who he was at that time, young or newly ordained priest and, Hundreds of thousands of those recordings went out through St. Joe Communications, Lighthouse Catholic Media. And when I think of the years now, 42 years of doing what we're doing, the people like Scott Hahn, Tim Staples, Father Bill Casey, all these uh, wonderful <coughs> Catholic um, evangelists and how they're affecting the church, even young priests who are now bishops, tell me, oh yeah, it was Scott Hahn's material that really got me focused and kept me loyal and, and orthodox in my faith. And so I think of how God is so good. He could use a knucklehead like us, really. And we're still doing it here with Virgin Most Powerful. There are people who don't want to hear this orthodox teaching. Hey, you know what? Turn the dial because we're only going to proclaim Jesus Christ. I want to quote Cardinal Burke. He said, no matter what confusion 
or even divisions enter into the church, <clears throat> we should never give up hope. Cardinal Burke says, we should cling all the more faithfully to what the church has always taught and practiced, and that way we will really save our own soul with the help of God's grace. Well, I concur with Cardinal Burke. I concur with Father Don Calloway. And now I want to concur with the Bishop Cardinal William Emmerich. He came out and said the situation that the Belgian bishops about the blessing of the same sex, he's again calling for the Vatican for correction. That's what I would do. I'd say, look, the Holy See talking about the Pope, you can't let these things go on because error is spread. We talk about sins of omission. I mean, I, I continually say that the <clears throat> St. Pope Felix III said in 475, not to oppose error, and this is error. Every bishop should be saying this. Not to oppose error is to approve it. So if you don't correct this, you're approving it. That's what the saint said. And not to defend truth <clears throat> is to suppress it. And, to and indeed, to neglect, to confound evil men when we can do it is no less a sin than to encourage them. St. Pope Felix III, pray for our church today. Boy, do we need a pope like that. I, I'm being honest. I, I pray for the Holy Father all the time. But we need him to confirm us in our faith. If you don't correct this guy, these, these bishops out in um, Belgium, then you're approving them. That's what the saints have told us. You know? So this is pretty serious. Now, I like what he said because he said the Flemish bishop's document with its proposed liturgical blessing for same-sex couples <clears throat> was issued you know, the 20th of September, shortly after the German bishops approved the documents of their Senate way. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Insisting on the acceptance of homosexual unions, which is contrary to the church teachings. Cardinal Eric uh, Eric strongly objected to the so-called rite of blessing, pointing out several reasons. And I like his reasons. Very biblical. It must be rejected, and the bishops responsible publicly corrected. Although the blessing does not claim the status of equality with the sacrament of marriage, the cardinal drew attention to the fact that it is nonetheless clearly models itself on the rite of marriage. He said the declaration prayer, and we read it last week to you, it's heresy, said <clears throat> the same sex couples commit to each other shows an unequivocal, um, unequivocal analogy with I do that man and women say to each other during the marriage ceremony. Thank you for clarifying that, Cardinal. However, it's obvious to Catholics who adhere to the church teachings on the sinfulness of homosexual acts and the inherent disorder of homosexual inclinations, such as commitment to each other, on the part of same-sex couples would constitute grave public sin and stand contrary to the natural order of human sexuality established by John... No, by God! Come on! This is sexuality established by God and an order founded upon the sexual complementary of man and woman for the sake of procreation. I mean, you don't need a PhD to figure that out. The parts don't fit, dude. Therefore, as the cardinal insists, such a commitment by same-sex couples cannot be blessed by God or the church. Thank you. <clears throat> That'd be like saying, we're going to bless, you know, uh, let's bless fornication. Let's let them make a commitment or adultery. I don't understand why these guys don't get that. He said, you know, 
the, the Carter says, what, what is blessed must, be, must also correspond to God's order of creation. God created marriage as a total and mutual gift of man and women to each other. And uh, this is why I keep saying, he's quoting Vatican II, Gaudius Spes, sexual relations between a person of the same sex cannot in themselves lead to procreation. They, can they cannot therefore be an authentic expression of bodily level of total mutual self-giving of man and woman, which marriage is essential. Now I can go on and I just go a little bit more. He says, we cannot pray for God's blessing to work in a relationship that does not conform to his order of creation. That's a good statement. The Flemish bishops do not explicitly say that same-sex relations are justifiable. However, even the wording of the community prayer in their liturgical model for the blessing of gay couples suggests that same-sex relationships can be morally justified. Now, the last thing I'm going to say is the cardinal then underscored the logic by which such blessings are bound to be made uh, present for liturgical blessings. And I said, or I said this, he's saying the same thing. For those who live in fornication or adultery, if homosexual couples can't say to be possible that, uh, you know, <clears throat> if homosexual couples, he said, in monogamous lasting relationship can receive a blessing, should not the same be possible for monogamous lasting relationships of a man and a woman living together without a married marriage. See, the logic just doesn't hold. I want to share this, though, because to me, all this is, they, these people who are teaching all this baloney, they, they try and teach it under the false illusions that this is the Vatican II church and documents support us. But I'm going to read it again to you. October 11th, 1962, and then ask yourself, is Vatican II being held right? St. Pope, Pope John XXIII solemnly opened the Second Vatican Council, <clears throat> addressing the Council Fathers, and he said, The major interest of the Ecumenical Council is this, that the sacred heritage of Christian truth be safeguarded and expounded with greater efficacy. Tell those bishops that. Yeah, you know, tell them. Are you, Vatican II says you're supposed to safeguard it's not a greater effect, efficacy, the sacred truths of the faith. And he also said in Vatican II, and this is really a, I always, when I hear these people dissenting like this, <coughs> excuse me, he <coughs> says that doctrine shall be more widely known, more deeply understood, more penetrating in its effects on man's moral lives. This is what the Holy Father said we, Vatican II is supposed to do. Is it doing it? No! You know why? Because the real Vatican II hasn't stood up yet. What I mean by that, many people in the church, high officials in the church, hijack Vatican II with their statements and say, oh, Vatican II says X, Y, and Z. Read the documents, folks. John XXIII said it wasn't a matter of changing timeless truths. He insisted that it is absolutely vital that the church shall never for an instant lose sight of that sacred patrimony of truth inherited from the Father's. Tell that to the Pope and the bishops. I mean, really, Vatican II said that. But rather a matter of updating the way in which these sacred, perennial, unchanging teachings are set forth in the church teachings. You notice he uses the word perennial? <clears throat> we have bishops in our country that don't like that word perennial. Because they think truth is up for grabs. 
And then we need to pray for those bishops. That's why I can tell you all the time, Thursday nights, we pray for these bishops. The Holy Father, we pray for all the bishops. Why? Because they need it. Another just an inspirational story, supporters of a statue of St. Michael, because this is his feast day, in a small town of French, vowed to fight the removal order. The town is trying to force them to remove a statue across the street <coughs> from the church of St. Michael. And uh, the people are putting and signing a petition. 90% of the whole city participated holding the mayor to say, look, we want that statue. Well, here's what I learned from all these things. If you don't stand up for truth, you lose it. Yeah, so I seriously ask you to consider never being quiet when error is being promoted because <coughs> even if you have a cold, I still won't be quiet. I'm still going to speak. Why? Because it's the truth that sets us free. And I'll repeat again what a great Pope St. Felix III said, not to oppose error is to approve it not to defend truth is to suppress it and indeed to neglect to confound evil men when they can do it is no less a sin than to encourage them. So why are we so adamant about speaking about the truth? Because one of the teachings of our Lord in our church is to admonish the sinner. When someone is sinning objectively and we say nothing to them, we participate in it. So that's why I wanted to encourage you to stand up, stand up for Jesus. Father Don Calloway sure is. A bishop, cardinal there in Europe is standing up, calling it out. And now it's our turn through our prayers and our sacrifices. Remember, if Jess was here, I'd say, Jess, what state should we be living in? He'd say the state of grace. How do we do that? Get to confession. Make your visits to the Blessed Sacrament. Pray your daily rosary. Read your Bible every day. God's letter, love letter to you. And I want to remind you, tonight we have a special Mass at 6 p.m., I'm Michael Mass here at the Sacred Heart Chapel in downtown Covina. Come on down. You're going to love it. We'll be talking about all the angels and saints. And Our Lady of Fatima says that souls are going to hell because no one is there to make sacrifices. Hey, I got a little bit of sacrifice. I'm not feeling that good. Offer it up, Terry. I sure will. How about you? Offer it up for the salvation of souls. We can affect them for eternity. May God richly bless you. And the doctor's in right after this quick break here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. 